Hey, Flow Racing, it is Courtney Anders on Right Off Track, the only drag racing podcast you can find on Flow Racing. And we're going to do things a little bit different today. We're pre-recording. It is the U.S. Nationals Week. And if you don't know that, if you're not into drag racing and you just stumbled upon this on flowracing.com, this week is drag racing's absolute Super Bowl. It is the NHRA U.S. Nationals. This is the top tier event of the entire year. Last race of the regular season, points and a half for these competitors that are going into this. It is a pivotal, pivotal point in the championship game here. But also, forget the championship game. I don't care who you are. I don't care how long you've been racing. Everybody wants to win a U.S. Nationals. And I've got a guy on the line here today that I guarantee you wants to do the same thing. Pro stock racer Kyle Koreski. We're a little different. Everybody's usually set up in their podcast situation. We've got a working guy on the line today. So, Kyle, what are you doing today taking us on the move? Oh, we got all kinds of stuff going on today, Courtney. We're uh, trying to get on the plane and get to Indy. And uh, I just unlocked the door for a big uh, commercial rehab we're doing for my guys and heading back to our shop. But uh, I still don't have that fancy podcast there. Any kind of microphone sub at our shop. We're just working normal people, and uh, we're not dressed up and wearing my Maple Grove safety shirt, so I don't get hit out here. And uh, yeah, we're just we're excited. Indy's a big go, and I cannot wait to get on that American Airlines flight here about later tonight. Listen, I'm a little offended because I'm not dressed up. This is morning time. We're we're pre-recording this Thursday morning. I have slippers on my feet. I'm wearing workout shorts, and I'm wearing, just for you, a Pro Stock for Life shirt. So listen, we're not all fancy here. I just got a fancy background. So I get where you're coming from. <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah, we're definitely not the fancy people, but uh, you're kind of just like us, just working, trying to get shit done, and not enough time in the day to get everything done, so you start early and late, and uh, yeah, that's how we are. So if... This is on Flow Racing, right? If you come to the NHRA, if you come to drag racing, everybody knows who you are for certain reasons. I feel like you and I kind of have this same situation of this stigma where we come from somebody else kind of thing, but we're out here making a way for ourselves. So if somebody stumbled upon this, has no idea who you are, give us a little bit of your history. You don't have to go too far, but your dad, Captain Chaos, and you live in the life of Kid Chaos. Yeah, I got... Uh... I'm trying to live up to his name, I guess, but we're, we're chaos. I mean, that's just our whole family. Our whole, whole deal in life is try to make the best out of it. And, uh, my dad raced pro stock. He raced top fuel. Um, I got a call, call coming in. I'll end that real quick. But, uh, he, he's been around drag racing his whole life. Started, you know, on the streets, which wasn't good. And it moved over to the drag strip or Akko dragway and, and the rest was history. He brought me around. He got me hooked at a young age. I raced junior dragsters. I watched your and your sister's video. Um, and that kind of hooked me, honestly. And then that was it. Um, race juniors, race bracket racing. I told my dad one day when we're ready and you think I'm ready, we'll race pro stock. And that was, uh, I think, going on three years. This is my third year. Um, 2020, we started. And uh, I hope to keep on moving forward. And, and uh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Listen, I think you led me a little line of shit there. There's no way right on track actually did that when you're kid chaos. <laughs> no, it, 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 it honestly, it, it made, I think it was motivational tubing. Was that the brand? It was. 
It was. So I ordered, I ordered that magazine. They had a catalog back in the day and they ordered the magazine. I opened the magazine. I told my dad, I'll never forget. I was probably 13. No, I was late. I didn't start early because my dad was racing full time. My dad had a full time business, was trying to build. Um, you know, he was just a million miles a minute, never really had time to take me racing, which, you know, no regrets there. He built a great company so we could keep, you know, growing his legacy and business and stuff. But I, I looked at that magazine. I told my mom and dad, I, said, I want a junior dragster race. And uh, it was, it, I think it was like 7,000 bucks or like $6,200 for the car. My dad's like, you're crazy. We're not spending that kind of money. And like later that year, he's like, you really want to do this? And I'm like, I really want to do this. And uh, we ended up buying one from Half Scale Dragster in Jersey and got hooked up with Crawl's Racing, Freddie Crawl. And, uh, and we, we got after it. But I, I did watch your movie a bunch of times. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I never watched Eric Gordy's video. I watched it a dozen times. But uh, it's a you know, drag racing is a family sport. That's kind of what it's about. And, uh, start in the juniors, and we take a lot of pride in our juniors, especially at Maple Grove. You know, they see these kids out here five, six years old. It's like, holy crap. Like they're, they're behind the wheel of a car. Well, the next time you're in the winter circle, I better hear a thank you then, since I clearly inspired you to become a race car driver. But um, so let's talk about your pro stock career. I think the first one. Perfect. First thing. First thing. Especially if you beat my sister in something, it would be even more poetic. Hey, Erica, thanks. I'd like to thank your sister. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I love it. Well, let's talk pro stock career here for a little bit. You said it yourself. This is your third year in pro stock. And honestly, you came in and, and made waves from the start, finished fourth, finished fifth. So you've never finished outside of the top five in the heat of it now. But when I was doing my research for this podcast, something that surprised me and I should have known, you only have one win. You have nine final rounds and one win. Your name's everywhere and you're always in the mix. And that that really surprised me, that ratio there. So it's like you're the bridesmaid that's just waiting for your day. Yeah, it's, uh, well, pro stock is the toughest class. Uh, I mean, it, it's so competitive now that it's it's really up to the total combination not just the driver not just the crew chief not just the engine builder if it all doesn't flow together you're not winning and and that's just what it is but yeah that that the nine finals yeah it was just man am i ever going to get one of these you know my dad raced his whole career and uh unfortunately never won i got my first win like Functions and I just always fell short. I mean, I lost to your sister a couple times. But as a driver, that's what you need to, you know, focus out, get off the pressure, do your thing, and do your job. And unfortunately, I think the majority of those losses in the final was driver. And I'll admit to it. I'm, I'm hard on myself. I'm the hardest person on myself. And uh, most of it was my fault. And, uh, you know, we win as a team, lose as a team, but the driver is a big part of it. And, uh, we're hoping to get a win here this weekend. I run it up two years ago, actually, against your sister. And uh, that was heartbreaking. My first ever final was against your sister in Vegas. Um, I went red, and uh, that was heartbreaking. But you move on, and like Jason Line always said, you'll make a mistake, you'll make it again, you'll make it again. So put it past you, keep on moving, and, and uh, like Cody says, keep on digging. So. We're just going to dig away. And last weekend, even, I mean, 
we really thought all the elite motorsports cars were out early. You guys just waxed the floor with us last weekend in Brainerd, which now that I'm kind of out of, of working for elite, obviously I'm there with my sister and I love our guys, but I've grown to really appreciate pro stock as a class and see it a little bit different. And after second round, Erica told me in the pitch, she goes, today's Kyle's day. And I'm like, man, we really thought it was. And not that we're rooting against Dallas or anything, but when you feel something and and you and I are buddies and our, our pit camaraderie is good. We're going to talk about that in a second, but really thought it was your day the other day. And, and we were listening from the pits and heard it shake. And, and so what happened there last weekend? Yeah, we're, we've been behind the eight ball. Um, I feel the team feels a little bit, we've been struggling a little bit with uh, some car stuff and some engine stuff, but you know, they keep trying to find it and we're progressing little by little by little. I mean, you know, better than anybody's pro stock cars are very, you know, 100 RPM can make or break it. And and that's what we were. We, we were down, you know, a couple hundreds off of Dallas all day. We had a great bracket car. Uh, I, I felt good driving. I was doing good. Um, I thought it was my day too. But, you know, I told I told the guys in the trailer, I said, listen, we got to get after it. If it shakes, it shakes. You know, we need to just lay down the run here. I feel good. I know I'm going to be consistent on the tree. I had a good spot. Uh, phone call again. I built kind of. I had a good spot in the tree. I felt good. I, I wasn't putting any pressure on myself. I was just having fun, and you know we went after it. And that's all it is. I mean, it's no one's fault. I told them to, to let the thing eat, and they let it eat. Uh, it, it was. It sucks that it happened in the final round. I kind of wish it would happen in qualifying, but it, it shook so hard it threw my hand off the shifter, like like way back. I'm like, what the hell? I quick tried to jam it back in third gear, just in case. I don't know whatever gear I was in. I think it was third just in case he shook in Dallas another five, 10 feet, he would have blew the tires off as well. I mean, they were both hot. Um, they let both of the cars, you know, all out. And uh, trust me, I want to beat Dallas every time. He, he, uh, every, we race so much and he, he always constantly is coming up on top, but he's a great racer. We have a great team. And uh, that was my first time ever in Brainerd. Uh, what? Oh yeah. We haven't been yeah, here in the so, last few years. Yep, haven't been there, so that was exciting, and it's a little history about the my car. I'm in Jason Line's old car, uh, the Silver Bullet, and the last time we were at Brainerd, that car won. So that would have been so, so poetic. poetic. So a Brainerd question: I mean, did you make it to the zoo? I made a quick lap around the zoo because I've heard so much stuff about. It. I wanted to see it. A couple of us went into the zoo. I'm not going to mention who, and. Uh, you know, we went in, did a quick lap, and I got a chance to sit in the, the living room. It was called the living room. Yep. <laughs> and I think I might have took a little snooze. I was like, holy crap, I feel like I'm at my grandmom's house. The couch was sunk in. And uh, if you haven't been to Brainerd, that is, that's what it's about right there. I mean, holy crap. I wish I could get that at Maple Grove. But um, that crowd is crazy. That is crazy. And it would have been super cool riding the Lucas Oil car there at the Lucas Oil Nationals. But I'm sure they were they were super proud. I know Brandon Bernstein was on the starting line just rooting like crazy for you. But almost a perfectly poetic weekend. But like I tell Eric all the time, every time you don't lose, rather have it that next weekend. And now we're rolling into Indy. So I want to talk about the competition. I know what it's like behind our ropes. We've got a whole different dynamic. We're our own zip code. But you guys are kind of a little secretive over there. You've got your own little family, your own little system. 
Give us a little insight as to what the KB Titan family is like behind the ropes. And, you know, you and Dallas racing each other. Is there any kind of fun banter, playful stuff? Or are you guys just all business like you seem? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of business. We, we joke around. We, we boss each other's balls and, and stuff like that. And, you know, I think, you know, the team, the team is very professional, just like you guys, us, when it, when it comes down to it, yeah, hey, Richard, you know, yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, we all get along, but when the helmets go on, it's business. You know that. Uh, Erica knows that. That's just what it is, but. You know, our team is, is serious. I mean, just like everyone else, this is their job. This is their livelihood. This is how they, they put food on the table for their family. So I think the team comes off as like super crazy professional, like blah, blah, blah. But behind the scenes, Greg Anderson, that dude is super cool. He, he, is. No, he, starts, getting, he starts getting a few of these in him. He, he, he's, he's the man. He'll, he'll talk shit. He'll crack jokes uh, with the best of them. And, uh, yeah, they're a big family. They they respect everybody. No one gets disrespected. Uh, doesn't matter who you are, from you know the guy pushing a broom in the shop to the boss. Um, so that, that's cool, and, and that's why we get along. And it's uh, I kind of went off topic there, but that's normally my thing. My mind is just going crazy, but it's it's secret. It is secretive. I mean, it's a lot of money. I mean, they invest a lot of money. So does every other team. Not just saying KB Titan. Every single team out there, you know, from one to 16 is spending crazy money and uh, they work hard on that stuff during the week and they don't want to give it up. And uh, they finally let me into the little circle and uh, I'm into the circle. I feel I'm into the circle and, uh, you know, I'm allowed to go in the engine rooms now and the diner rooms and stuff like that. So I think it's pretty cool. It's It's exciting behind the scenes. I wish yourself and, and me you can feel more of it at the shops and the dining rooms and the, and all that stuff because it's super cool the the precise machining and it's i mean it's cleaner than my living room floor you could eat off the floors i mean it's it's really is cool it is and i think that something that's good for for our class is this KB elite situation. And I think that the fans think it's different than it is. I mean, if, if anybody was in Topeka or watched the broadcast in Topeka, had a hilariously awesome practice tree tournament where our guys came over, you were kind of running it. The camaraderie, everybody wants this rivalry. And I get messages, I run all of our social, I get messages like, you know, beat Greg's ass and F Kyle and this and that. It's like, we don't feel that way, but it's good for the class that we have this rivalry because you guys own half the class. We own half the class. Basically, we realize that it's a it's a two man game here with a couple of other people. But I think that's something that's important for people to know that, again, with my choice of shirt today, Pro Stock over the past few years has really become a family. And like Greg, like you said, come around joking at the pits or he'll have his lollipop at the top end, say something snarky underneath his breath and <laughs> giggle and walk away, you know, but do you feel that way that like the guys on the side of the red cars and stuff, like these are your buddies, right? You're going to war during the race, but like, I mean, we're hanging out playing cornhole, drinking beer every night. Yeah. That, that, that's what it's about. As soon as we go up and we get into the staging lanes, you know, after you do your normal deal and get ready to get in the car, we hate each other. I mean, I think we both can agree. Uh, it's real. Can agree. Yeah, it's real. It's, it's just a competitive sport. We're out there to do a job. The job is to win. There's two go down, one come back. And if you're not that one coming back, 
shit out of luck, you know, but you know, once the cars go away in the box, yeah, we'll play cornhole with anybody. Uh, you guys, uh, Alan, Brzezinski, it don't matter who it is. Top fuel, funny car, motorcycles. We're all friends. We're all out here trying the same common goals to win and have a good time. I mean, when you take it too serious, I think you, for me, you get away from it, but I think pro stock is live. I mean, holy crap. I mean, there's 17, 18 cars every single weekend. When my dad got out of it, he, you know, he always said he was a little bit of Debbie Downer. Pro stock's dead. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, dad, pro stock is not dead. It's not going anywhere. I think it's continuing to get more competitive. Mm -hmm. There's not select views running away, but I mean, that is what it is. That's a whole nother topic to talk about, but it's not going anywhere. It's crazy. I had someone, when I raced Erica, they did the same thing. They like kick her ass. And then the guy, the guy, like two, two people down from was giving me the finger. Erica's going to F you up. I'm like, I just laugh. I laugh. I think it's It's so dumb. If that means they're watching. That means they're watching our sport. They're following our sport. They're following me. Hey, look, you know, uh, success will breed haters. And, and that that is what it is. And if they want to give me the finger, I laugh. I catch the middle finger. I put it in my pocket. And then hopefully if I beat, beat whoever, I'm going to find that person and get it right back to them. That's great. I you love know, it. But- our pro stock fans, they are freaking passionate. Like, I think they hate you guys more than we do. It's insane. And I do the same thing. We got a couple of birds in Brainerd. And I just went, you know, like. <laughs> It's yeah, funny you're watching, but you've you've got a different life on the other side of this now. So we've just met Kyle, the competitor. You're gonna come in hot to Indy. You're gonna thank me in your speech. It's gonna be great. But you are a track owner now. So let's talk a little bit about Maple Grove 2022. All this talk, Maple Grove's gonna be done. We don't know what we're gonna do. English Town's already shut down. We didn't know the fate of Adco. Um, this region was kind of struggling and reaching out for help. And you guys came in and and bought the track and put on one of the crazy busiest cool events that we had in 2022. So give us a little quick version of how that happened. Yeah, I came about, um, my dad looked into Maple Grove probably about 15 years ago when it went up for sale and, uh, you know, financially just wasn't the right decision at the time. Um, but Leading up to buying Maple Grove, you know, my brother and I did a lot of research on it. And the real estate end is, you know, what we do. We're real estate investors. Um, we own construction companies, stuff like that. But we saw a potential of one, not only saving a racetrack, let's put that past us. That's obviously the main thing. But we saw the real estate. It's land in, a, in our state and we need to keep buying land. They're not making more land. So I we felt as a company, we need to own it. So Going to the racing, my dad was like, hey, look, I'm older. You guys are way younger. I really, I love it. If you guys want to do it, I'm on board, but I don't want to be really involved. It's going to be on you guys and, and stuff like that. So me and my brother went back and forth, back and forth. It was like a year and a half. I had to oh, keep wow. a secret. And I it was like, I told like three or four, like my really good buddies, like, hey, like we're going through with this, I think. And like some of them said, you're crazy. Some of them were excited, willing to lend a, a hand. So when we took over the track, it was like, wow, we own a racetrack now. And it was like, it's still like hard to, to put your, your wrap your head around to know like, Hey, wow, we own one of the, in our opinion, might be a little biased. One of the nicest racetracks we feel on the circuit on the East coast. And that's what we want though. Everything we do in our company, our family, everything, we try to be first class as best we can. And 
that's what we want to do. We want to make, make Maple Grove the nicest facility on the East Coast in the country. And that's what we're just going to try to keep going and going and going. But someone had to buy it. I mean, if it didn't sell to a racer or a business owner and wanted to keep it alive, it would have been warehouses. And we would have lost another great track, English Town. Um, we, we lost, lost their drag racing side. They're still open. They're not. They didn't shut down completely. Just the drag racing side did. And um, it's tough. It's a tough business. Seven days a week. Um, work. I, if I know what I know now, I might have would have changed my thoughts a little bit. Um, deep down inside, I'm still happy. I think my kids and hopefully their kids can enjoy it. And, you know, it'll be, it's paid for. It'll be paid for. And they can just enjoy, enjoy the drag racing experience. But this year... That last year was our first national event. was epic. Uh, the it, was. Was great. it was incredible. The weather was great. We had a great time. At, um, everyone pitched in. This year, I feel like we're more prepared. Uh, we got our shit together a little bit better. I still don't think we have all our shit together, but uh, <laughs> we brought my little sister on board. She works for our company full time now, so it's great to have our full family involved. Uh, my mother, she's always involved. Uh, she's the ringleader. As she doesn't really get uh, acknowledged or she's never on TV. She's not that person. She doesn't want to be interviewed, um, but she keeps all of our heads straight. And if they don't, she'll, she'll let you know and smack you <laughs> and keep your head straight. But, you know, they're all out there every single day working. My dad's cutting the lawn at nighttime because he's a night owl. So I'm like, dad, you missed half, half the field. You missed. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I got lights on this tractor. I said, dad. You missed half the field, man. We gotta, we gotta do it again. So it, it, it's cool. I mean, I hope everyone comes out. If they haven't been to Maple Grove, it's a great facility this year. Um, like I said, we're looking to be a little bit smoother on uh, what we do, but you have to support your local racetracks. I don't care where it is. If it's a little hole in the wall, eighth mile in your backyard, support them. Because if we don't have these racetracks, we have nowhere to go. Yep. And people always say, oh, when we bought Maple Grove, are you going to go to ACCO? I was at ACCO, not every day of a Tuesday night gambler race they have, and I love the bracket race. I would go there at least twice a month. And I would walk up to the owner, I said, I'm here to take your money, Lenny. And he used to always laugh, I'll give it to you, don't worry. And uh, people are like, why are you here? You know, you have your own track. I'm like, dude, that's the wrong mentality. Yep. That's, that's why these tracks are, are suffering sneaking people in through the thing i was one of them i'm not going to sit here and lie i mean we're on flow tv i'm going to shoot it straight and uh, hopefully they don't leave anything out but oh no it, this is the internet baby let it roll <laughs> yeah i mean uh, hey we're, we're all at some point of our life or our drag racing career we've been in the trunk to sneak in put your buddies in the trunk sneaking beer in but now the track and i was like shit i know all the tricks we're catching people left and right and they think you're a you know, Nazi on it, but really you're just trying to make ends meet. It's, it's not rocket science. It's not a, you're not going to retire off of drag racing, owning a racetrack and make billions of dollars a year. Yeah. Uh, if, if you did, there'd be a lot of business owners that would own, them, you know, but um, it, it's cool. It, it's, it's cool to see my mom enjoy it. It's cool to see my sister enjoy it with the people that are happy. I mean, you can't please everybody. You always have the people just bitch, but you, you give them a smile, a wave, and thanks for coming. We'll see you next week. We know you're coming back, you know? So it, it's cool. It's cool. We're excited. And uh, 
hope I'd like to hold a Wally in my own racetrack. I don't know. I mean, some people don't like me bracket racing there when we when we're hosting an event, but I'm like, listen, I'm not sitting out pro stock. So no. first race of the countdown. Um, you know, we're running and it'd be cool. That's that's the cool part about it too. And I know that it just works out with the schedule of where we go in the fall. But in my opinion, Indy's the biggest race. Everybody wants US nationals, blah, blah, blah. But in a strategic sense, in my opinion, Maple Grove is the most important race of the season for anybody who's in the countdown to the championship. It's It's like, doesn't matter what lead you had. You can win 10 races in one season, come in, countdowns reset. You lose in first round of Maple Grove. You're like sixth, seventh, eighth in points. So Dallas's domination this year, Erica's last year, you guys get to host not only something cool for the community and bringing all those people in with the American flag hanging over the entry last year it was so cool. But in a racer standpoint, like you've got to have some pride in the fact that you've got the most important race of the year. Yeah, no, the countdown, just like you said, Dallas leading, Erica leading, Greg leading, doesn't matter who's in the lead. You're not safe. And they all know that Erica knew that Dallas knows that Greg knows that once that resets, and, and your whole program flips a switch, you could be in trouble quick. Big time quick. quick. But, and that's what we're looking to do. This Lucas Oil car is looking, looking to capitalize on that. We're looking to come around strong right now. You know, the ninth inning, just swinging for the fence. And and that's what I told the guys, let's do. And, and uh, yeah, every, everyone changes their attitude at Maple Grove. I think Indy, yeah, everyone wants that big U.S. national win. It's great. It, it's probably the biggest race of the year but like you said performance and and championship wise maple grows the shit i mean that's it it's either shit or get off the pot and and you got to set the tone at maple grove you do and i love it and a racer running a racetrack is cool when i told erica i was having you on the podcast she's like you got to tell him my favorite thing about the whole season last year was winning cornhole boards at his racetrack yeah that's that's our thing We, we love cornhole on off the track we play every weekend all the time at the racetrack and and we were talking about it because my sister's like well what are we gonna do she went to norwalk for the first time i think it was last year her and my mom road tripped and they they saw the ice cream scooper and i'm like we can't really do that they have like a dollar ice cream that's like their thing she's like well what, what are we gonna do i'm like i don't know let me think about it and next next week we we're playing cornhole with cody and uh and uh, i think it was uh chase and I think Kyle, I don't know if Kyle was playing. Probably Casey. I think it was Casey and Chase. Yeah. And uh, it hit me. I'm like, cornhole boards. I quick got on the phone with Matt, our designer. He runs all of our uh, IT and design graphic stuff. I'm like, Matt, cornhole boards. That's what we need. Get on it. And he went right to work and they made the cornhole. The cornhole boards were actually made by a local vet uh, police officer um, in our town. He makes them. So, that was a little special to us too. We were trying to support the local community. They're not bought on Amazon. They're not bought. They're made here in America with America would buy American. Hell so yeah. That was cool too. Yeah. So that was, uh, it, it was cool, but we're doing it again this year. So hopefully Matt comes up with a cool design any day. Now we'll have some proofs and, uh, I don't want to have you guys have, them. No, we're, we're taking them. Perfect. I mean, I mean, that's, that's fair, but it's so cool. Um, wrapping up this Maple Grove segment. So cool. We started the weekend with a big tournament, getting everybody together. You guys had lights there. Um, something that was awesome was you're a racer. You live in the pitch, you know where to put speakers. Like, I feel like there's a lot of things that business owners, when you go run a track, you don't think about. And there was, as a person who attended your event, 
so many little things that you could tell a racer ran that race. And it is little things like those cornhole boards and the ice cream scoopers that make people have a little extra oomph to want to win these races. So I'm, I'm super glad that you guys took control of this track, saved it. And I think that there's only freaking phenomenal things in the future for it. So uh, Team Maple Grove, and I used to live there. So like Team Maple Grove. Yeah, well, we appreciate that. It is nice hearing the positives. You know, you get, obviously, you run the social, you get all kinds of negatives. When you hear a positive once in a while, it, it relights the candle and, and keeps you pushing forward. And uh, But we have a great team, though. I don't want to sit here and take, and I might be the face of Maple Grove, but it's a team. You look so excited about team. that, the face. Yeah, yeah, well, I get it all the time. My mom's like, oh, well, you're the face of Maple Grove. Like, Mom, <laughs> you're way prettier than I am, so I don't know what to tell you. If you want it, you can have it. But it's a team. I have really good employees. You know, there's a hundred and like seventy-one employees for that weekend of national event. Yeah. That's a lot. I mean, I mean, we run a normal business here with fifty or sixty, but to have one hundred and seventy something on top of our normal life, it's a lot. And, and we really um, care about them too. So we care about the racers, the fans, our employees, and so that's Maple Grove, man. The Amish. We're trying to get some buggy races, but they're not they're not having it. Oh my god, I can't even imagine. We're gonna need to have a whole conversation about this off camera. I can't uh, even imagine. And and the yeah. Amish up on the hill over there, like there's gotta be a way to start integrating this stuff. Yeah, they're cool. It's a great come up over the hill, Maple Grove. Look to your left, take a picture, post it, let me know what you think. Cause that that's that's a pretty cool site. That's awesome. So we've met racer Kyle, we've met businessman running around in a truck, Kyle. Maple Grove owner Kyle, like, what's what's next for you? What's your future like? Are you sticking around? You like being a driver? Are you liking this business side? Can you not tell me yet? But what's the future hold for Kyle Koretsky? I I don't know. I mean, I'm not a big planner. My whole life is chaos. <laughs> kid chaos. I don't, I don't even yeah, kid chaos. I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow. Um, pro stock is my dream. That's where I want to be. I want to be behind the wheel. But if I'm not behind the wheel and I'm still out there, a part of the team, I'm happy as well. I just want to be involved. Um, I love the sport. I love cooking. I, they call me like Chef Kyle because I cook uh, at the track because everyone's so busy. I don't really have a job. My job is to drive the car. Um, but I'm not that guy. I can't just sit around. If, if Greg and Rob told me to polish the wheels, I'll polish the wheels of the, of the rig. It don't matter. I just have to stay busy and I feel like a, a loser. You know, Cody and, and Ray and Dave and Rob, Nate, they're all working, sweating. I'm sitting there like, like playing my thumb. So I just I started cooking and um, I, I don't I don't know what the future holds. Um, if I do leave pro stock, uh, I don't know if I'll race a different class. I always bracket race. I have tons of bracket cars. Um, I love bracket racing. It's just it's super fun for me. There's no pressure at all. Um but I don't know, man. There's there's been some talks about going some fuel racing, maybe. Oh, dropping it big here. Yeah, I don't I don't know what I want to do. My heart, my heart really is in pro stock. I feel like that separates, you know, up here to here. Like, you know, don't I'm not taking anything away from any other class, but you know, I short shifted 150 RPM in Brainerd, and that cost me thousands that could have won. So. It's the precise, man. I'm, I'm, you know, but the fans need to know that pro stock, that's the shit. It, it, it's clutch, foot, no buttons, shifting, 
keeping it straight, no downforce. Cars are a little sketchy top end. It's it's pretty stout, but to answer that question, what I'm gonna do in the future, Courtney, I don't know. That's pretty much what I expected. But listen, you gotta let me know when you do know. And you're right about the pro stock deal. I feel like one of the reasons why I took this job at Flow was they allow me to be able to bring light to whatever I feel needs to be brought light to in drag racing. And I may be biased, but I've always been a door car girl, love bracket racing, but love door cars. And my whole career has been kind of tunnel visioned in pro stock and, and covering you guys. And I don't feel like we get the credit that needs to be there because we don't go pop. We don't go boom. We don't, it's not crazy, but the more that we get to know you guys and the athletes that drive it. And I say athletes, cause you've got to be an athlete. Like you said, that thing pushed you back clutch pedal left foot's got to be fucking angry and it's just i think it's so underappreciated what you guys do inside your office and that leads me to something that's going to be really cool that i get to do this pro superstar shootout that we're going to be having on flow racing one of the first times that we get to cover top fuel funny car and pro stock and i'm going to get to do that we're going to come and shove in car cameras in y'all's car we're going to shove cameras in your face we're going to get a side of you guys that I feel the NHRA and Fox, I know they've got a show to put on, but they just don't get to show. So I, I hope that the flow racing audience gets a little preview, gets to know you here today. And I'm trying to bring you guys in one at a time to kind of amp up this deal, but, but I hope that they, they get to know the real side of you and then they're going to get to watch you work come February. I, I think you hit the nail on the head with the flow because NHRA and Fox, they do a great job, but they do a shit job. It's just bullshit. I, I say it when we have the little meetings. I'm gonna say it this weekend when we come. You do meetings. say it. And and um I don't want I'm not trying to be that guy that just complain, but they need to be heard. The fans need to talk up, post on NHRA.com, post on their Facebook, you know, what they really want to see, because making cars go down the track all day long is boring. Yeah, we don't blow up. I don't want to blow up. I don't want to ever be on fire. Um None of that, but they have to show the other side of NHRA drag racing, not just top fuel, not just funny car, not even pro stock and pro stock motorcycle. How about some comp guys? How about the pro mod guy? That's the most exciting. I mean, I'm up there. I, like I said, I don't have a lot to do with the track. I only cook and I, I drive. So I'm up at the starting line a lot. Yeah. I watch the sportsman people. I have, I have friends uh, that race sportsmen. I always watch pro mod. Like that's like, like I'm on my tippy toes. Like, Oh, 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 like, you know, it, it's just craziness. Um, I watch all the sportsman categories. They need to show a little bit of that show, show the people with the blown up block in between rounds doing it. I know it's a little hard for pro stock because the R and D and the secretism and all that stuff between, you know, the, the two, the two teams. Um, I'm not telling you, Hey, put a camera on the clutch, but, they can they can show a little bit behind the scenes of, of what we do and Dallas running around like his head cut off putting a clutch in his car and yeah the people you know, what, what the people are doing yeah what are the people doing it's not just about me like who gives a shit about me like let's show what really good and, I, and I'm not just saying that like I'm nobody without the crew like without the car like go to go to Jerry Haas's shop and and see how the how, how these cars are built and. And or or JR or whatever, whatever company you want to go to, but see the people that actually make the cars consistent and the and the 
the talent and the skill that goes into this, not just, you know, the whole world beats in your head. You have to go to college to succeed. You have to do this. Get a skill. These kids can learn a skill. I went to tech school for welding and fabrication. I can get a job anywhere. I don't, just because I work for a family business doesn't mean shit. You know, I, I think that people need to know that. There's teams out here looking to hire. KB yeah. Titan, looking to hire. Elite, Elite Motorsports, top, looking to hire. Look, <laughs> looking to hire. And, and, and they think, oh, truck driver job's not important. That's a damn important job. Because if you don't have a good truck driver to get your rig to the track safely, you can't race. Like, <laughs> it, it, it blows my mind. And, and uh, <laughs> some of the things that goes on that like NHRA doesn't open their eyes and see, but I'm hoping I'm really, really open that flow does. I mean, I see what they do with the dirt car stuff. I subscribe. Um, I, I pay it's, it's pennies. It, it, it sounds like a lot of money to do all these subscriptions and stuff, but it, at the end of the day, it's pennies to watch what you love to watch. I don't, don't want to watch real housewives on TV. You know, I want to watch racing, any kind of racing, go karts monster trucks rc race who gives a crap what it is it's something cool so people really need to i'm not getting paid by flow to say this i was gonna say this is a great commercial yeah well i'm not you have to support the people that are supporting you like this company is stepping up and spending money on a gamble they don't know if any tray our racing is going to be anything it could be just all talk and and we sold them these hopes and dreams. So we need to show them that this sport is not dead. And the people do like to watch it, but they don't want to just watch cars go down track. They want to watch the shit talking and inside the car, and me flicking off the component when I'm going to the shoots and he beat me. Yeah. Catching, catching the middle finger. You know, <laughs> I, I don't even put an in car camera in my car because I do some crazy stuff by win or lose. They think I'm on fire when I'm coming around the corner. Like, beating Erica, beating Greg. I'm screaming like I just won the world championship. Like a that's what it's about. And that's the yeah. whole point to this is the passion and why. The why that you guys do this. And I'm, I'm freaking so glad that you agree. That was a great. Don't even pretend like I'm not going to clip that and use that on Flow Racing right there. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the behind the scenes stuff is what people need to see. And, and then they need to see the real. They don't need to see the scripted. They don't need to see the bull crap. I have Street Outlaws come to our track. It's a bunch of crap. I don't really care. It's there. Some of them are real racers. Some of them forget where they came from. And I'm one that I'll never forget where I came from. I'm a nobody. I'm still a nobody. I'm just a worker that likes drag racing and wants to keep the sport going. But some of these people that are on TV just they're on TV for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, they don't really care about the sport. They're just trying to enrich themselves. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I want to make money too. But I also do love the sport and want to see it succeed. Everybody succeed, not just me, because I just can't put on a show. We need 16 other cars to put on a show and be out there to make people watch. And, uh, you know, yeah. I think, I think Pro Stock's pretty much all in on that. And, and, um, this is a great transition for me. I'm so glad that you came on this show because I don't feel like we get the real you a lot. Like I see you, we make little snide comments back and forth, show some glares and stuff, but like you're a personality of this sport that I think that on the business side and on the driver's side, 
that the world needs to know about. And that's my job here at Flow Racing is to introduce the drag racing stars and who I deem important and I deem cool. So you're on right off track. I think you're pretty cool. And I really, really appreciate it. I know you're still sitting in the car. About to go get on an airplane to go to Indy. I appreciate you coming on here. As you said, scripted though, I got to do one scripted thing, guys. I get the opportunity to do right off track because of a company that scripts me here. This and every episode of right off track is brought to you by Castrol Edge. Three times stronger against viscosity breakdown than the leading full synthetic and gives your engine 10 times better high temperature performance than the industry standard when you need it most. Castrol Edge, better oil, maximum performance. You didn't know I was going to slide that in there, did you? Hey, do, do you keep it going. <laughs> keep, keep, keep putting up these videos and, uh, People do watch them. They need to support it because uh, this is the stuff that Aunt Dre doesn't do. I love it. I love it. I don't know who who allowed me to be paid to have a microphone. And uh, I get a lot of like, who does she think she is this and that? I know this sport inside and out. And I love it as much as you do. And I think that that's all that matters. And we all been together and just, just keep amping up the sport that it's sky's the limit. So go get your ass on an airplane. Good luck. I'll see you soon. Maybe we'll have a beer. Cool. Talk to you. Thanks. Right. Thanks, Kyle.